Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad you are with us. Thanks so much for joining us. We certainly uh, appreciate you being here, getting you ready for the Packers and the Buccaneers this coming weekend down at uh, Raymond James Stadium to talk more about that and the rest of the NFL for that matter. Our buddy Mike Tanier, national writer for the Pro Football Network, at Mike Tanier on Twitter, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. I got past my morning COVID-positive test uh, panic attack in the NFL. And uh, (laughs) taking a deep breath now, ready to talk about the games that are on schedule. And I think all of them are on schedule right now. Well, I was going to ask you that. So where are we right now as far as the information goes regarding the Atlanta Falcons? Well, the initial response was that there were several positives. And I think we all went into our crisis mode, which is becoming common. Uh, and then there were some clarifications from Adam Schefter, from Michael Ruffalo, all across the uh, uh, the, the uh, insider sphere, that it was one positive that was a staff member, not a player, uh, and that they're working from home today. Uh, and as of now, we're all systems go. Now, of course, you have to monitor these things. But if a team is following protocols properly, it is tricky for the COVID to spread from you know staff members necessarily out to the players. They're supposed to be social distancing, uh, staying in different quadrants, even inside the headquarters. So I'm cautiously optimistic right now that this will not cause another interruption in the schedule, and more importantly, it will not get anyone sick, anyone additionally Good. sick. Good. That way there won't yeah. be an additional stoppage to the season. So that moving yeah. forward, you've got two veteran, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are going to be going out in an Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Tom Brady this weekend. So give me the lowdown of your thoughts of each and the way they're playing right now. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP candidate. He's in the conversation with Russell Wilson and, you know, a few others right now for MVP. We kind of take Rodgers for granted uh, nationally. I know you guys don't do that. We take him granted for nationally. He's having the best season he's having in, let's say, five years. I think a lot of us recognize that right now. Brady is up and down. You know, a lot. I don't know a lot of folks watched a lot of Brady uh, when he's on these, like, sun, Sunday 1 o'clock games. Like, there was a game a couple weeks ago against the Chargers where he had four touchdown passes, and I think five touchdown passes. And, I mean, it was a very good game because he threw five touchdown passes. But he also had a pick six uh, in the first half. He couldn't move the ball. 
and, and then he kind of found his stride. And you know, Brady is running a little bit hot and cold right now, as are a lot of those uh, you know, uh, legendary quarterbacks who are still in the league right now. Drew Brees the same way is running hot and cold. I think Brady's playing better than, say, Brees is right now. But uh, there are ways of getting to Brady now that didn't exist two or three years ago, and, and there are ways that the Packers can exploit. Uh, I like what the Packers are doing offensively, not just in the execution, but the play calling has been yeah. something that Aaron Rodgers has alluded to numerous times about getting in the rhythm. So uh, talk about the impression uh, of Matt, La- Matt LaFleur. We talk about McVay. We talk about Shanahan. Are there people talking about Matt LaFleur? I don't know just yet because I think a lot of us with LaFleur, A, we think of him as in the group with those guys. And, you know, he's another one of those guys. And B, you know, if, especially if we watch the highlights, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers balling out. And we don't always say what a nifty play call that was uh, to set it up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the play calling has been very sound. The balance has been sound. The, the, the way that, uh, you know, play action and, and a little bit of RPO is mixed in, the short passing game is a lot more, uh, is a lot more in rhythm uh, now than it was. And the impression I get from watching it is that LaFleur – you know, maybe moved 20%, 30% in Rodgers' direction and said, here are the opportunities you're going to have to just go out there and, and just fling it downfield. And Rodgers, to his credit, maybe moved 20 30% in, in, in LaFleur's direction and said, uh, okay, there's going to be a play-action pass and a four-yard, a four-yard dump-off. I'm not going to be, like, angry at this. I'm going to let this happen and discover, oh, that four-yard dump-off can be a 15-, 20-yard gain if it happens in sequence. So both of them are meeting in the middle right now which is good. And, of course, there's a long season yet to come, but it's exciting right now to see the offense working very sequentially, whereas in last year it really went, went like fit, fit, spurt, wait for the bomb, and it wasn't really this as good as it could have been. Uh, a lot of people this week suddenly putting the Packers on top of power rankings, thinking that this yeah. is the team to beat going towards a, a Super Bowl. Um, do you do you feel that right now, the way they're playing, or do you look at this and say, I've got a very uh, low level of cautious optimism? Well, I mean, one of the things we have right now when we look at the schedule is we'll look at the schedule and say, well, you, you haven't had a test yet. Then we'll look at another team's schedule and like, you, you, you haven't had a test yet. Of the six, seven, eight teams at the top of the league, if they don't play each other, there's no test. There's a lot of teams right now mm-hmm. that are not very strong in the NFL. And I don't think the Vikings are a weak team by any stretch of imagination, certainly not the Saints. But when you look at teams like the Falcons, it's like, oh, I'm not impressed by you playing the Falcons. Well, the Packers aren't alone in that. There's, a lot, there's teams right now that have done nothing but play really bad opponents. So, so when you look at that, it's hard to do power rankings. At the same time, the Packers kind of win the bye when you know, the Chiefs lose. Yeah, and the Saints have another game right. where they don't look strong, et cetera. So, so when you do these power rankings, you're less saying, well, it's the Packers or it's the Ravens, and they've got a loss already. Uh, it's the Seahawks, but they seem to win every game at the last second. So when you start looking at that way, of course the Packers are on top. It's not always about what they're doing, though. It's sometimes about what the other teams at the top are doing, whether somebody tripped or somebody had an unimpressive win in the last week or two. You're talking about a 4 one team. I think the Rams are very quietly impressing people as well. Are the Rams back? Uh, maybe not to what they were with Todd Gurley and company a couple of years ago when they went to a Super Bowl, but are they back in a much better suit right now? I think they are, but when you talk about not being tested, not playing anybody, they're 4-0 against the NFC East. That's that's the Clemson right. schedule. You know, that's the, that's the Clemson schedule right now. And, and a couple of the wins were not super impressive. The Giants' win was not super impressive. That said, you play who's on the schedule and you demonstrate the attributes of what you're good at, and they are looking very balanced. They look like they solved some of the problems they had last year where the offensive line and the running game was kind of disorganized and uh, they weren't playing as well on defense as they could have. 
they're winning, so they're winning the games they have to do, which they didn't do last year, and that that's putting them in good a good place. And you know, kind of where they're at right now is, I think, where a lot of us thought the 49ers would be. The 49ers are struggling right now because of quarterback injuries and other multiple injuries. So there's this opening in the NFC West for a team like that that's that's kind of the balanced team to kind of be up there with the Seahawks who do their you know wild tightrope walk every week. And that looks like who the Rams are going to be right now. And so you know that four wins early in the season is putting them in a position where they're going to be moving forward and they're going to be you know in place to be to to, to get themselves into the playoff chase. Talking with Mike Tanier, national writer for uh, Pro Football Network, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, the other 4 and one team in the Packers division, the Bears. Uh, how big of a believer are you? I think tremendous defense. I just don't know what to make of the offense, especially the fact that with Montgomery, they can't even run the football. They can't run the football. They're not designed to have like the sort of power running attack. They don't have uh, anything but the most basic caretaker quarterback in Nick Foles right now. And their defense is very strong, so – you know, if you tell me, oh, this is going to, because they've gone four and one, this team's going to wind up, you know, ten and six and make the playoffs. I believe that. If you're going to tell me that, from what I've seen so far, they're on equal footing with the Packers, I would, I would say no. There's not. It's not even close to that. I, I do look at the schedule coming down the road. They've got a pretty manageable schedule overall. I, I see, you know, the Titans as a potential loss. The Rams. I think the Rams are a better team. They could go ten and six. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at them and say, "Oh, this is a team that's going to come up and 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 do anything more than uh, ride an easy schedule in the early season to going into the playoffs and, and getting hammered in the playoffs by a better opponent." Now I know coming up on uh, Sunday, we've got finally a good matchup between the Steelers and a team that is at least seemingly on par with them. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but the four and one Cleveland Browns are they for real? Yeah, you know, I got to write a thing in the New York Times about the Cleveland Browns and the wild and woolly last four years where they were the analytics team and then they were the anti-analytics team and then they were, you know, uh, going to beat us all with Freddie Kitchens because he's a genius. Uh, and that fell apart and they were like Animal House for a while. And and through all of that, as, as tumultuous and up and down and back and forth as all of that was, they were slowly acquiring talent through all of that time, you know. All those draft picks, some of those guys turned into Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield, who's gotten a little bit better. And some of them got traded around to get Odell and to get Jarvis Landry and to, and to get Denzel Ward and people like that. So they're a strong team. I have them beating the Steelers this week. That may or may not happen because the Steelers, like you said, are a very strong team. But in terms of being for real, this is the team we thought with all that hype last year. This is who we thought they were going to be. They're balanced now. They're focused now. They're they're not they're not believing in themselves. They're not smelling themselves. They're going out and they're playing disciplined, good, solid football, and, and that's going to probably put them in a position where they're going to be a playoff team as well uh, come December and January. How good of a GM was John Dorsey? I mean, obviously, some of the picks that he made in Kansas City have paid off. Some of the picks that he's made in Cleveland and some of the deals he made in Cleveland have paid off. But yet he can't seem to stick. How, how good of a GM is he? I think he's a, a very solid personnel guy who, whose thing is that he kind of hand waves at character questions. You know, like, oh, this is the guy who had, uh, you know, this or that on their past record or had this or that reputation. But we're going to take him anyway. And, that can be a very good strategy a lot of times because, you know, somebody looked at the coach the wrong way once and you're like, oh, well, forget about him, and you get him in and he's a superstar. That said, you get too many of those guys and it can turn into Animal House. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it was on him the way that team went down last year because I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, a crisis of leadership and the coaching staff, et cetera. Uh, but that's the way it went down. You had a bunch of guys who had sort of pasts and reputations and they live down to them, and, and, and you're the GM who, who winds out the, out the door. So 
I would put him in a in a front office. I would have his input in a front office somewhere because I think he does make very good decisions about finding really high caliber talent. Sometimes that other teams are sour on. Out of some of these teams that have just gotten off to horrific starts, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Texans, obviously the Jets and the Giants. Is there any team, Washington? Is there any one of these teams that you can sit back and say, okay, I can believe in this team that they, there's way more talent here than what their record indicates? Two that I, I, I'm not going to say I like them, but I, I get them. Uh, the, the Falcons are going to be a team. They're going to spend the rest of this year in like rebuilding mode and, 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 and they're going to stall. The next head coach comes in, gets, you know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. They've got some good talent in the offensive line and basically says, I got to fix a defense. And if you, all you have to do is fix a defense and you've got a quarterback, you can turn that around real quickly. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by the Washington football team right now. Uh, they moved on from Dwayne Haskins. I think we're starting to figure out why as uh, his story is unfolding a little bit. They've built an incredible defense. Uh, now, it's harder to get that quarterback and turn things around, but when you've got the defense, you've got Ron Rivera there, you've got some playmakers that have come up on offense, and you might have an early draft pick, then you could turn around with Justin Fields, then you could turn around with Trey Lance, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and, and turn that team around. So those are the teams I'm interested in right now. There are a lot of other teams that you mentioned, the Giants, the Jets, the Jaguars, where I look at the, uh, the leadership of those teams, and I'm like, it's never going to happen. Washington with Rivera, uh, the Falcons with Arthur Blank as an owner who kind of does the slow and steady approach. Those are got teams I think can turn things around. Mike, great stuff. Appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll get you back on real soon, okay? Always a pleasure. Take care and enjoy your week. Thanks, Paul. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Tanier, national writer for the Pro Football Network. You can find him at Mike Tanier, T-A-N-I-E-R, on Twitter. And uh, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Come, uh, been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Hey, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to do some buy or sell. Don't forget to get your fantasy football questions in for Kate Majuk of ballblastfootball.com and rotoworld.com coming up at the bottom of the hour in this portion of the program. And tonight's program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Don't forget the Bill Michaels Huddle. Coming up tonight, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. And if you don't get it, uh, I suggest that maybe you just go to the Radio.com app and tune us in that way. You can find us on Radio.com and then just go to our flagship station out in Milwaukee, uh, 10, uh, or two, I should say 1250 AM. That's the fan, and you can find us there just on the AM dial now. But uh, find us there. And it's brought to you by Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill, Mike Sport, uh, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com for all the information. Buy or sell, coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. But does it pass the big unit test? Let's play buy or sell. Time now to do some buy or sell. We are glad you are with us. Uh, don't forget about our friends over at Pella Windows and Doors. Today is it for the 555 deal. If you haven't done it already, look into it. Look into it. 
because uh, the five years, no interest, five months before your first payment, and 5% bonus savings ends today. you got to get a, get in. At least give it a shot and just say, hey, I, I got in a little bit late. I want to get these windows and doors done or maybe just a few windows and a door, whatever it happens to be. Get it done and get it done now. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com and see for yourself about the beauty, about the savings, about the value, everything that goes along with these tremendous windows and doors not to mention the security from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. Time now for some buy or sell. Radio Joe's and Zola standing by. Joe, what you got? Well, let's start with Tom Brady. Buy or sell. There is no reason to fear the 43-year-old. Um, No, I think knowledge alone would tell you you have to fear Tom Brady. Now, whether or not Tom Brady is dynamic or special, um, or beyond special, that's yet to be seen. But um, because of, just because of his age, I'm not saying that he wasn't or hasn't been. But uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I would be all in on fearing Tom Brady because at any point in time, you know this guy's going to get it going. He he just is. So I think Tom Brady is a guy that absolutely needs to be feared. I think Tom Brady is absolutely is a guy that has the knowledge and the drive and the wherewithal to get it done. And uh, and and man, I uh, this is this is a game that bothers me. Maybe it shouldn't, but it does. So yes, I'm fearing Tom Brady. Bye. Or sell. Even if they activate him coming up on Sunday, you cannot expect Equinemia St. Brown to make a direct impact for the Packers this season. Uh, I want to say you can, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll buy that. I six games in, five games in, um, coming back from injury last year, an injury now. I think he can be an impact player in the sense that he's going to move the chains. He's going to come up with a couple of catches. But I don't know what level of trust Aaron Rodgers has in him because other things have developed. Robert Tanyan has developed. Aaron Jones has developed. Marcos Valdez-Scantling is getting more looks. Devontae's coming back. Even Jamal Williams out of the backfield is getting more looks. That's all going to take away from the ability for Equinemia St. Brown to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to buy that. Buy or sell. So I uh, saw Adam Schefter the other day made a uh, remark on Twitter, said, yep, we are three weeks away from the NFL trade deadline. And I'll say this, it's really cool that we've been seeing more trades across the league over the last five years than we ever have. Usually NFL trade deadlines were completely irrelevant. Buy or sell, Brian Gutekunst makes at least one trade before the deadline. Ooh. Um, I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell on that. I, I'm going to say no. I, I don't think that he does. I I think that uh, they kind of stand pat with what they have. Unless there's an injury or something that really, you know, predicates that. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sell that he goes after anybody. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, uh, just going by the ways of the past, I'm going to say history will tell us no, it's not going to happen, and then I'll I'll let that fall by the wayside. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that's going to happen for the Packers. I think I think if anything, they're going to really continue to try to use their youth and try to use their depth, and uh, and and it's just it's not going to happen. So no, I'm going to I'm going to say no, not going to happen. Buy or sell. Speaking of trading, I saw a poll on Twitter the other day. And uh, 
a lot of Brewer fans think Josh Hader's going to get traded this offseason. Are you buying Why? that? No, I'm not buying it. Then not. Why? I mean, unless they offer you some kind of mint for him, uh, why would you think they're going to trade him away? Is see, there something that's telling you that he's going to? See, this is, the, this is my take on it. When it comes to Josh Hader, the Brewers have to look at their farm system. One, one of the biggest things that has hurt this organization now the last couple of years is they haven't really been hitting on draft picks. And some of the guys that they drafted really high on have not really materialized. And when that pipeline starts to dry up, then what do you do? When you're a small market team, at some point, you are going to have to restock that farm system if the draft isn't helping you. So the argument can be made, do you sell high on Josh Hader and get a huge steal of prospects where now you can restock the system and now you can move forward that way? I mean, there is an argument to be had about that. Yeah, I I just I, I don't I don't see it happening. I, um, I mean, unless you get. Like you stated, a, a kind of a haul. I just don't see that happening. I don't see them going after uh, guys just to get guys. I mean, if you get some premier prospects and somebody is in desperate need, they're one player away, and they say, yeah, Josh, Josh Hader's our guy, then maybe. But I, otherwise, no. I, I'm i really of the belief that he is, he is going to be around. I, I believe that he is going to be around for quite some time. So I'm, I'm not uh, – I'm not. I'm not thinking he's going anywhere. Just my. Just my. Buy or just my sell. Opinion. All right. Well, last one for you. There's still a lot of questions about when the NBA season will start. Buy or sell. The NBA season will not start until February. Um. No. I. As a matter of fact, I just saw some of the front office guys. Um. I just saw some of the front office guys um, uh, last Friday night, and they're thinking that they're going to get a call that's going to say either Christmas Day or just uh, like New Year's Day uh, is when they're going to get that season started. So I, I don't think it's going to start till Fe- I don't think it's going to start February. I think it's going to start earlier than that, maybe sooner than what people think. So uh, yes, they have not announced yet when they're going to open up training camps, but I think either Christmas Day or uh, New Year's Day is when I'm going to try to get things going. All right, that well, it? that's it. There you have it. Good stuff. Appreciate it as always. And uh, that is uh, buy or sell. That's the way we do it. And, Joe, uh, speaking of buying or selling, if you want to buy a new car, you got a place to go. Yeah, I'm buying really high on Hyundai West Dallas. That is the place to go to buy a new car. That's where I bought my new car, and I'm really, really happy with it. I mean, really, really, really happy with it. But not only that, when it comes to buying a new car, you also want to go to a place where you're going to get Good customer satisfaction and good customer service. That is all at Hyundai West Dallas. The staff at Hyundai West Dallas, they are going to do everything they can, not only to take care of you, but to make sure you're safe. And you will notice that when you walk in, they are all wearing masks. They're wiping everything down. When you bring your car into service, they're putting steering wheel covers on so there's no germs that are able to get past. They got you covered. Their showroom always being clean. And don't worry, when it comes to wearing a mask, because we got to wear masks everywhere we go, if you forget one, they have one for you, and they're not going to charge you for it. That is also good. It's just one of the many reasons why you should get your new car from Hyundai West Dallas. They have the lowest prices in town, the best inventory, and they are the most respectful when it comes to your safety. They even have discounted prices on the 2021 Hyundai Palisade, the best-selling SUV around. 
Hyundai West Dallas, located just off of Highway 100 in West Dallas. Quick 15-minute ride from, say, Waukesha or downtown Milwaukee. Very convenient to get to. And when you go in, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you will receive an additional $500 off any new or used vehicle in their inventory. Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. There you have it. That's Radio Joe Zanzola. But now it is time to hear from Kate Majuk, ballblastfootball.com, rotoworld.com. Get in your fantasy football questions right now. Call us, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. We're going to do it next on the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coatings all over the state, all beyond the borders as well, from Green Bay to Racine, everything in between. They get it done. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. And if you're looking for a job, they need some help. I was talking to Sean today. They've been so busy. Again, epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Dot com And time now for uh, for some fantasy football questions. Kate Majuk is joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline from ballblastfootball.com, rotoworld.com. Kate, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm craving some Thursday night football, but that's okay. I'll make up for it on Sunday. Um, that just gives us a little bit more time to set our fantasy football lineup. So uh, I think we're in a good spot. Um, i tell you what. I uh, Having football on Tuesday night was actually kind of cool. I liked Monday. I liked Tuesday. I, and I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I could just uh, space all of the games out across the week, and I'd be a really happy camper. But I don't think the the TV uh, the the folks up high would would go for that. But I, I'm down for it any day. Yep, no doubt about it. So if people have a question, we've uh, said go to the hashtag Ask Kate. If you want to chime in, uh, Ask Kate. And uh, we will uh, we'll go ahead and try to get you some of the questions. Got a one-point PPR, Jefferson or Cooper today, starting it off. Jefferson or Cooper? Uh, I'm going to stick with Cooper. I know there's lots of questions about Andy Dalton, but we've been able to see him uh, support a, a viable fantasy uh, asset in A.J. Green before. I think Cooper's going to be just fine. He's a PPR monster. i, I got to trust him. But I do like the matchup for Justin Jefferson. So if you've got some rumors. Try to sneak them in there. I uh, got Len listening to us in Waukesha on our flagship station out of Milwaukee. Len, how you doing today, man? What's up? I have a tight end question. It's a non-PPR league. Robert Tanyan or Evan Ingram? Well, because it's a non-PPR league, I think you got to stick with Robert Tanyan. Um, I, I know he's a, a hometown favorite there. It looks like Aaron Rodgers and he have really uh, found a, a connection um, and the touchdown upside, I think, is a little bit too hard to ignore in a non-PPR. I don't know that you're going to get the same uh, three-touchdown performance, but I do think he's a viable start and, and clearly has some upside that Evan Ingram might not right now. There you go. Boy, good stuff. Uh, let's go to uh, Nate listening to us in Eau Claire on our fine affiliate there, 105.1. Nate, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing today? 
Real good. What's happening? So, uh, uh, um, is it time? So, I, is it time to part with Julio Jones or just hold on? I'm in first place. I'm doing okay. I'm gonna have to pick up a quarterback in the next couple of weeks, and I've got some dead weight I can get rid of. So I hold Julio for later in the season, junk time to say to to run out the season, or or what should I do? You gotta hold out on Julio Jones. I know he uh, has not been uh, either available or uh, very productive while he's been on the field, but he's been pretty banged up. I do think that you know it, I, I'm hoping that he'll sit again in week six, give him one more week to to rest up, get fully healthy, and then I think we're going to see him be the same old Julio Jones. Um, he did have a, a monstrous week one performance. We know the the Falcons' defense is is nothing worthwhile. Um, you know, I think what we've seen over the last two games for him is, is really just injury-related. And we're going to see plenty of Week 1 games with the, the 157 receiving yards in his future. He's just got to get healthy first. They have it. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, James listening to us in Greendale. James, what's going on? Hey, guys. Um, they have a non-CPR flex position. I need one of these three. James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or Leonard Fournette. Oh, you have oh, you've got some good options there. So this is probably not going to be a super popular answer, but I do have to go with James Robinson, who has been one of my absolute favorite plays uh, in the 2020 season. He's been such a nice surprise. Um, you know, he's been a player that, you know, even even in a non-PPR, he, he's been getting significant yardage uh, in terms of the, the receiving game. Um, he's been getting the full workload. And there are plenty of questions about uh, what Casey might be able to accomplish against the, the Bills defense, which actually did shut down the run game pretty well this week. They looked a little bit better. So um, I... I think we got to stick with James Robinson, but again, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. There you go. Appreciate it, James. Thanks, buddy. I uh, got another question here for you. Eric Ebron or Tyler Higby in a PPR? I've got to go with Tyler Higby there. As a, uh, a Steelers fan myself, I'm not going to trust that uh, we're going to see a significant target share for Eric Ebron on a weekly basis, but I do think Tyler Higby has a bit more of that touchdown upside. They've each got a similarly low floor, but uh, we, you know, we've seen four four 100 receiving yard games back to back from Tyler Higby, and we know that that is not. Uh, I, I think we can agree it's not within the realm of possibility for Ebron. So I'm going to shoot for the upside uh, and hope that you know Higby is going to come down with a a nice score or maybe even two in Week Six against the 49ers. Uh, good. Got another one. Zach Ertz or uh, Evan Ingram in a non-PPR. Oh, man. Both of these guys are, are, you know, players that have disappointed, but I've still got to go with Zach Ertz. He's, you know, though he hasn't been extremely productive for fantasy purposes, he has been getting the target volume. And I I definitely uh, think that they are going to find his, his rhythm eventually. Um, I, I think he's got to bounce back. You don't have this many targets through five weeks. He's got uh, he's on pace for 112 targets, which actually is inconceivable. So I think we we have to keep going for the gold there with backwards. I think he's bound for a bounce back, even if it's not the the ceiling play that we usually think of Kurt as. 
Uh, got a, he- a note here from Mark who says, if Devontae Adams is going to play this week, him or Calvin Ridley? Oh, you got to play both. you got to play both. Um, if I had to pick one just for the matchup, if it's a PPR, I'm going Adams. Uh, if it's a, a half PPR or non PPR, I'd say Ridley. But you got to find some way to edge both of these guys in your lineup this week. That I am sure. Uh, I need one of these three, they say, for a flex position in a PPR league a Clark Fogum or Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, you got to go Juju. I, I think it, it's. It's hurtful at this point, especially, and it's hard because, you know, we just had this Chase Claypool breakout game. But in a PPR league, I do trust that Gigi will see the volume. We do have plenty of questions uh, about Deontay Johnson. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen plenty of plenty of targets sent his way. We know that he and Ben have a rapport. We know that Ben likes to utilize him as a, uh, a touchdown machine. So even if he's not getting significant yardage, I'll, I'll take him in a PPR league, especially for that touchdown upside. Uh, let's go to John listening to us in Oak Creek. John, how you doing today? What's going on? Yeah, doing great. Um, my question is this. I have Juju Smith-Schuster on my team, and um, I have an option to trade him for Claypool today. So i like to know who would you keep, Juju Smith-Schuster or Claypool? What's your thoughts? So I think it depends on the rest of your roster. If you're going for, if you need a safer option, I think Juju is going to be the safer option. But just based on what we've seen, and, you know, again, I'm a Steelers fan. I've been watching these guys pretty closely. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Claypool's been making bigger plays this year. Um, but I wouldn't take it straight up. So I, I would negotiate to get a little bit more back than just Claypool because um, Juju has more of that name value. So I, I think you can get a little bit more, but you mm-hmm. want upside, I'll take Claypool. Crazy enough. There you go. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. And I uh, got another one. Robert Woods or Kenny Galladay in a non-PPR? Oh, in a non-PPR, I'm still going to go Kenny Galladay. He is uh, the true wide receiver one. I know that uh, we've seen, you know, sort of Cup and, and Robert Woods go back and forth between the two of them in terms of who's the wide receiver one. But it's Kenny Galladay. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, he's, he's a guy that can be productive in terms of touchdowns. He's a, a guy that, you know, has a free safe or in terms of yardage. Um, I, I'll just take that steady production instead of trying to play that guessing game of, of who's going to be who on any given week within the Rams offense. Okay, good stuff. We appreciate it. Always good advice. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again next week as we get another one on the docket, okay? Thanks so much. Have a great week, guys. Good luck. Appreciate it, Kate. Talk to you soon. Kate Majuk from BallBlastFootball.com, RotoWorld.com. You can find her at FFBallBlast on Twitter and ask some questions if you need to get a hold of her over there as well. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE, 844-PRIDE. And uh, give them a shout over at SchneiderJobs.com. That's SchneiderJobs.com. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, we'll talk about the, the fix being in. But is it a good thing? Usually when the fix is in, it's never a good thing. We'll see if it's a good thing when we come back. Hey, don't forget about the corn out in the fields. What the hell am I talking about, right? According to the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, 14.3 million acres of farmland in Wisconsin, and they're harvesting it this month. Why? It's all dried out. It's kind of nasty. No. They make uh, ethanol out of it. 
renewable fuels. Wisconsin farmers rely on a strong price for their crops, and you can do your part and kind of re, you know complete the circle, so to speak, because it goes from the farmers to the truck drivers to the refinery where the workers refine this stuff and then send it out to the dispensary. Thousands and thousands of jobs rely upon this, and it's better for the environment. We all know that. Saves you some pain at the pump as well. So if you've got unleaded 88 capability in your vehicle, if it's newer than 2001, or E85 badging or flex fuel badging on the back of your car or truck or gas cap, go ahead and go E85. You're good to go. A portion of the corn grown right here in our own backyard, specifically grown for ethanol as a motor fuel. And I've told you about the myths and all the other stuff that's out there where people go, ah, it's not good. Uh, wrong. Again, go to A Better Fuel. It's come so far. Go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. And don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the farmers and the workers because uh, we know now you need to buy local in this pandemic. Keep trying to do what you do and spending the money in the right places and keep people's uh, jobs viable. Again, go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. Is the fix in and is it good for the sport? Yay or nay? More of the Bill Michael Show next. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to face the Buccaneers. Two players missed practice. Defensive back Kevin King with a quadricep. And running back and return man Tyler Irvin with a wrist injury. Devontae Adams back at practice. And talked about that tweet that he posted and then took down venting his frustration about being inactive for Monday Night Football against the Falcons. Uh, hamstring feels good. The tweet was taken down because I decided to take it down. A little frustrated when it happened, obviously, but then decided to take it down just so there was no distractions on game day and my teammates can go out there and take care of business without hearing about you know too much extra stuff. The Buccaneers' defense features Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, and linebacker Devin White, led by defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, Matt LaFleur. Oh, there's a lot of challenges. Um, this is an aggressive defense. The style of the play calls, the players play extremely fast. They've got speed on all three levels. They're big up front. The two inside backers are as good as it gets. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Through five weeks of the weird season, uh, the points and touchdowns in the NFL have piled up like never before. And during the same stretch, the rate of penalties across the league has taken a nosedive to the lowest levels in five years, according to the league. Uh, and, of course, there's a correlation. The NFL purists, uh, you know, these high-scoring games, the AFL-centric uh, shootouts are exactly what the NFL still wants. And they want more Scoring, They want more ability for offenses to move the football. And it sucks on one hand because you're seeing defenders get close to a quarterback only to be almost tackled and throwing their hands in the air and, and nothing's being called. Uh, but fandom, Troy Vincent, the NFL executive vice president for football operations, didn't mince words this week when he mentioned the reduction in penalties along with an increase in total plays and pass attempts. It's, it's to increase fandom. 
He said, and those together, they equal points. And he said, they really generate an exciting game. And that's what people are looking for. Vincent, remembered, uh, played 15 seasons as a defensive back. And uh, he was paid to stop opponents from scoring. He said, deep down, he surely appreciates a good shootout. But the appeal of the product prefers final scores of 48-45 uh, as opposed to 10-3 to or 13-7. to He said, chew on the penalty and the scoring numbers. And it's clear and obvious. The fix is in. Uh, as far as throwing fewer flags. And that fix, mind you, in the sense of correcting the over-officiating over the past couple of decades that tended to put a drag on the flow of the games, it has fueled controversy, but it's not been good controversy. And not coinciding with the NFL revamping the leadership of the officiating department, Walt Anderson and Perry Fuel uh, joined Al Riverrun and assumed significant slices of his workload and authority. And it's basically become the mantra of just, guys, let them play. Let them play. Unless it's a clear and obvious penalty, let them play. Clear and obvious, one person's clear isn't necessarily obvious to the next. Just the definition of that can be questioned because, quote, it is still a judgment call. But many officials just saying, hey, unless it's just something so obvious and detrimental to the play, we're keeping the flags in the pockets. Penalties down to 1,040. From the tally of 1,466 at this point last year. So you're talking uh, 426 less penalties have been called so far this season. That's a, that's a large amount right there. Holding penalties, those are the most significant penalties that have gone down. And we see that all the time. Uh, as you've got, you know, player personnel guys that are running around going, my guy's being held. My my defensive lineman can't get to the quarterback. Holes are being opened up for the running backs. Why? Because my guys are being held. Those are the ones that are complaining. But other than that, fans seem to be tuning in and staying with games because of the uh, capability for high scores. So there you go. So the fix is in, but do you like it? This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Male Medical, whether it's ED or low T, whatever it happens to be, or maybe you just want to lose some weight. You can't do anything if you don't call. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Where the hell are they going to play? We'll talk about it next on the Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 